Hello everyone, I'm Mark, the chief writer here at Maltopia, and I just wanted to remind you the sleep-wake cycle is but one of a series of interconnected horror podcasts within the wide and weird world of Maltopia. For Easter eggs, crossover events, and additional lore, please check out our other series, The Shepherd of Wolves, Red Mother, Grimland, and The Damnation Machine. And be sure to check out our free content on our Patreon page for additional lore and stories. For even more Maltopia content, consider becoming a patron. Starting for as little as $2 a month, benefits range from additional art, update videos, early episode access, our mini-podcast series, October's Children, both written and full audio pieces, such as The Lost Library, Tales of Maltopia, and The Weird Book. You can also gain access to our found footage show, The Weird Tape Series, and even our Patreon-exclusive, fully-produced audio series, Devil's Clay. So, with all that said, I will leave you to the darkness. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. I knew there was practically no chance of finding any records on Singer Confections, but I didn't want to leave any stone unturned. There were all kinds of places in New Vic that once held public records of one type or another, and though I couldn't check them all in the span of a single night, I was determined to hit as many as possible. Exploring New Vic felt akin to walking on the ocean floor in an atmospheric diving suit. My abilities shielded me from the elements, yet I sensed the immense pressure surrounding me, the external world probing for any vulnerability in my defense. Especially when it was just me and her, and the dark. I made for a collection of stately-looking buildings I saw when Carface first brought me in. I was pretty sure one of them was the Department of Records. There was no telling what type of perversion had infected the place since the Night Plague, to say nothing of the darkness itself. But, so far, the rank-and-file horrors of the city had left me alone. And why shouldn't they? My dad ran the joint. 
Jesus, I wanted to get to the bottom of all this bullshit. How the hell was it that I could feel them, practically see the threads connecting us? There had to be more to it than what we were told. There just had to. Before I could start digging around, I had to slip the tail that had been following me since I hit the bricks. My power had recently grown to encompass two distinct modes, Newtonian and straight-up banality. At Newtonian levels, I forced things back into the box of normality, where Mama Nature intended. But when the dial hit banality, I forced the world into a pale stupor, where nothing was special, even if it was playing by the rules. Since it was nighttime, and I had new Vic breathing down my neck, I could only clock in at Newtonian. But it was enough. Hey, take it easy with that field of yours, fella. We're family, remember? Kujis materialized from shadows striping the wall of a nearby building, his human form cohering from clumps of spiders where they leaked from cracks in the wall. I never used my power directly on any of my, uh, half-siblings. Looked like it worked well enough. You usually spy on family, do you, Kujis? Maybe I was just making sure you were all right. She isn't exactly the best place to go wandering around. There's all sorts of trouble to get into, even for us. You mean Redhead and that bunch? <laughs> I ain't too worried. No, why would you be? I mean, you're the insomniac after all. I saw you in action back in Blackledge. You're no slouch, that's for sure. But still, doesn't hurt to have a little backup, does it? Well, I appreciate the offer, but I'm fine. Maybe you can go meet up with the, uh, gutter brother, whatever he's called. I bet you guys could play a mean game of I Spy. <laughs> You're a real funny guy, aren't you? But really... What are you looking for out here? Looking for? <laughs> what do you think I'm looking for, Kujis? I don't know. But you want to be careful about where you go poking your nose. Not everyone around here is as friendly as I am. Duly noted. I'm just out for a stroll. You may have heard I, uh, don't sleep well. Sometimes a brisk walk is in order, you know? Sure. By the way, I heard you've got yourself a new gig. Suppose you'll be leaving soon, yeah? <laughs> Good news travels fast around here. But yeah, we caught a job. So I guess this'll probably be goodbye for a while. Hopefully for a long while. I wouldn't sweat it, Chief. You'll likely be seeing us sooner than later. Shouldn't be too long before you'll be needing us to bail you and Sissy out of trouble. You know, that's funny. Because I thought it was me and, uh, Sissy who were hauling your fat out of the fire. Apart from everyone making their problems out to be ours, I'm pretty sure she and I could whistle our way through a second darkness. But not so much you guys, huh? 
You guys are far more dependent on the status quo. And if the boat rolls over in the water, <laughs> well, you can't swim. Anyway, nice talking with you, coaches. Yeah, likewise. I didn't know if Kujis was just naturally suspicious or if he had a specific reason for keeping tabs on me. But it didn't make a difference one way or another. He'd need a lot more dirt on me to know what I was up to, even if he did manage to catch me poking around some old pre-noctum records. Sugar, on the other hand, always seemed to know more than he should. All this time and we still had no idea about the scope of his talents, let alone his motives. Guy came and went on a whim, fashioned candy stores out of thin air, tracked us like it was nothing. And there were more than a few times when he'd throw down powers like my field wasn't even on, which likely meant he's as immune to me as Romeo is. Now, as far as I could tell, the fucker already knew about the cookie tin. There was just no telling with him. When I finally arrived at what I hoped was the Department of Records, the storm was really raging, which I took for a good thing. The bluster made for some decent cover as I skulked about. New Vic seemed to have been plucked directly from a nightmare yet its terror was far from uniform. A prime example was the interior of the records building. It harbored a unique brand of darkness, carved from a distinctly different block of dark marble. Massive, rusted filing cabinets towered in every corner, their many drawers crammed full of sleeping men, women, and even children. Their eyes were concealed under thick layers of bruised skin, ensuring they would never wake. Some kind of fleshy, creeping, ivy-like material covered the walls, and caught here and there within its worming tubers were more hapless sleepers. Yet, even with such evil on display, I still wasn't sure Gloomhest's gang was the worst outfit I'd ever carried water for. Something lit the room from above, a deep crimson glow that sat heavy on the skin. At first, I thought I'd somehow tripped the emergency lighting, but that was far from the case. Covering the ceiling were dozens of pregnant women, all of them crucified to the stone by their wrists and ankles their inhumanly large bellies hanging down like massive cocoons, inside of which gestating eyes bulged and stared through the stretched skin, their glowing irises backlighting all the intervening veins and arteries. The women's eyes were also open, but the brains behind them had long since died of madness. They were now little more than gestational sacks. I should have plugged every poor bastard in that building, then moved the show outside to blast as many monsters as I could. But there was just no use. I'd only get mobbed by legions of Maryland's. 
And sure, I, I'd fight the good fight till they finally managed to put me down. But in the end, Romy'd be all alone. And the world would be no better for my body count. It was like the bar for doing the right thing was set out of sight. Where it can only be cleared by saving the whole goddamn world. Otherwise, all you were doing was briefly interrupting the devil while he chewed. Then again, what did I care? I was just in it for the two of us. Besides, after Nychris, Batna, Spider, weren't my books balanced and then some? Or was the good I was obliged to do in direct proportion to the good I was capable of doing? Ah, <sighs> Jesus. And who the hell even knew what was good anymore? Sure as shit wasn't me. My power kept the rain and wind at bay, while I thrilled at the sights. Seeing the storm from its own vantage, oh, it was amazing. Outside of New Vic, I could just hover and such, but here I was free as a bird, rising and falling as fast and as often as I liked. While I rushed through the storming skies, between the lightning and below the clouds, I caught a glimpse of a familiar sight the buildings of Brookman Avenue, where my old sleep lab was located. Merging with the crashing thunderheads, I made my way closer, careful to stay out of sight, especially now that I was a wanted woman. But as it turned out, it was a wasted gesture. I could see the lab was in complete ruin. My heart leapt into my throat as I recalled the faces of all my old friends and colleagues. I set down a few streets away and snuck over to my old home away from home, just in case it was some kind of trap. <sighs> but it wasn't a trap. No, it was a massacre. The sleep lab, once contained within a large and looming four-story building, was little more than a blasted-out hulk. I walked through the enormous hole where the front door used to be, through the debris-strewn corridors leading to the dormitories. My countless fond memories replaced with a sickly despair, a helpless void that grew heavier the deeper I went. Claw marks, fire-blackened soot stains, dried blood. Marilings, no doubt. They killed everyone. Following the train of devastation, I arrived at the main bank of examination rooms and almost screamed. Inside some of the glass sleeping tanks floated familiar faces. Friends. There was Dr. Renee Baker, her eyes masked by a thick layer of swollen purple skin her body floating limp and weightless. Dr. Miles Brenner was stretched out on a gurney, his eyes sealed over too. His body seemed to be merging with the gurney itself. The lab tech, Kathy Hills, eyes open and vacant, was sprawled on the floor on her side, her impossibly bloated stomach, her womb 
filled with something evil. Whatever was inside her noticed my presence. It flopped and rolled inside her, squirming closer to investigate, pulling Kathy's body along with it. In the silence, the dull sound of Kathy's limbs dragging across the floor filled my ears. The poor woman's head lolling back and forth as it bumped against the wheel of an IV stand, then the corner of a file cabinet, and the leg of a stool. The creature seemed to grow confused, now squirming blindly around the room. I, I don't know how long I stood there, watching it. Somehow I found myself back outside. I spoke my thoughts into the storm. You killed them all. The whole time, you just used the place to watch me. And then, when you were certain you had me, you... You killed everyone. Worse, you, you made them into cocoons for living nightmares. You son of a bitch! You killed all my friends! Why? Why? <laughs> Why? I could feel him looking down from the storm. A miniature of the one that bore him into the world. The Boston Tempest. You should not lament them so, my dear. It was, after all, only because of you that they lived at all. Do you really think I would have let them stay so long, the servants of the Esoterium, here in my home? Had I no use for them, I would have drowned them in nightmares the very moment they arrived. But I knew you would come, that they would send you eventually. And so, at long last, they did. Your comrades lived years and years beyond their time. But, as is the saying, all good things must come to an end. Huh. Just like your time as Lord of New Victoria? I wonder what the Wakeless will do to you when the darkness comes. Maybe they'll slap a leash on you, keep you as a fucking pet. Silly girl. I said that all good things must come to an end. <laughs> I am in no danger of falling victim to such a proverb. But you are correct about the darkness. It is coming. If it is not stopped, millions will perish. And death is the least of the world's worries. I never expected you to help me, beloved daughter. But for them, all those poor wretches your heart breaks for, I have no doubts of your conviction. I finally looked up into the storm. A monstrous face formed from the wheeling thunderclouds, eyes flashing lightning. But please do not think me a cruel father. For I have no want to torment you. You are my most beautiful creation. There are 
practicalities that must be tended, and I lack the time and opportunity to properly school you in them. So, for the time being, I must compel your compliance in other ways. You're a liar! You didn't create me or Isaiah. You... You did something. I don't know what, but you're not our father. You can't be. You just can't be. Alas, how terrible is wisdom when it brings no profit to the wise, my dear, sweet Rosemary. Here it is, the fruit of your labors, Dr. Mesmer. I wanted you to be the first to step through the completed threshold. I can't believe it's actually finished. <laughs> all our work materialized. The first silentary. It almost makes the hell we've all gone through worth it. Perhaps, after more of them are constructed, and the world is safer for it, I'll feel a greater sense of accomplishment. There are two more being constructed as we speak, and we're confident the rest will receive full funding and support. So you see, Dr. Mesmer, the world is already improving for your splendid efforts. Thank you, Director. I just wish so many hadn't perished at the Silentage. But at least all that served a purpose. I suppose that's the most we can aspire to, leaving something meaningful behind for all our efforts. I couldn't agree more. And where is Dr. Haskell? I was told she would be joining us for the Grand Reveal. I'm afraid she had some pressing research to tend to. She wanted me to send along her apologies. What a pity she couldn't share this moment with you. As I understand, much of her own research went into the back engineering of the Silentage. Yes, none of this would have been possible without her. It was she who managed to isolate the Pale Matter's special properties so that they might be replicated. And it was your own research into the dim that allowed for those properties to be optimized. You'll be pleased to know that preliminary tests suggest the field strength of this new pale matter to be several orders of magnitude beyond the originals. It seems to be a resounding success all around. <laughs> the aesthetics are also several orders beyond those of the Silentage. The Gothic design language, the pillars, Statues. It's as if the place were lifted from antiquity. I allowed the architects to take some artistic liberties. <laughs> so long as form didn't interfere with function. All the statues are of great thinkers in the fields of logic and analysis. It seemed only fitting. I certainly approve. That's Branson Ebenil over there in the corner. I must have read his treatise concerning the resolution of paradox at least a dozen times. Oh, um, might we let Illinul inside? He does tend to get anxious the longer he's away. An excellent, if somewhat persistent, minder, that one. Certainly. I just wanted your experience of the place to be as personal as possible. That, and we're unsure how the new pale matter might affect his specific parabiologics. 
Oh, yes, of course. I... <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that. There is one more thing I'd like very much to show you. It's right over here, behind the statue of Alan Turing. Oh, my. There it is. The plaque that will shortly be placed over the entrance. Mesmer Sanctuary. I took the liberty of coming up with a name. I hope you approve. Why, I'm honored, Director McElroy. Everything you've done here, it's just... just amazing. I'm glad you approve of the place. Oh! Because you're never leaving it. Terminate the Galthawa. Yes, sir. No, Illinois. Why? Why are you doing this? Because you've become a liability. Because you lied about what happened at the Silentage. Because you covered up your involvement with the Strouds. I... I... I did what was... necessary. I can appreciate that, Doctor. I'm just doing the same thing. Within the hour, your body will be burned to ash, and those ashes will be placed beneath the foundation of the solitary that bears your name, where no power in the world will be able to find them. Now, do you have anything you'd like to say before we conclude? May my murder illuminate the path of justice you have yet to walk. What touching sentiment. The Sleep-Wake Cycle is a Maltopia production. Today's episode was written by Mark Anzalone and performed by Mark Anzalone, Kelly Bear, and David Cummings. The episode was edited by Walker Kornfeld. Sound production and editing was performed by Stephen Anzalone. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching Maltopia. That's M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A. And if you'd like to know more about the world of the sleep-wake cycle and contribute to its nightmarish expansion, visit us at www.patreon.com forward slash Maltopia, where you can gain access to all sorts of art, mythologies, stories, and more. For more information about the sleep-wake cycle and the world of Meltopia, visit Meltopia.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. 
Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 